0: Welcome back to Vulcan Hello, the incomparable Star Trek Discovery Flashcast. I am one of your hosts, Scott McNulty, and I am joined, as always, by Jason Snell. Jason, how are you? Uh, I'm just fine. I am happy to be talking uh,
1: about this episode with you, and a little disturbed by the fact that now when I watch new Star Trek episodes, I um, immediately uh, look around to see if you are there to talk, and, and we, <laughs> we didn't do that this time. You and I were both traveling.
0: We were. It was, it was disconcerting. I, I didn't even watch it on Thursday, which was Even crazy. weirder.
1: I did. I actually watched it at our usual time, and then uh, I had nobody to talk to about it. It uh-oh. was very sad. So, uh, yes, we were both traveling and couldn't record a podcast until now, so sorry to everybody for the delay, but That's we're right. here. And, and thank you, by the way, to the New Mexico Tea Company.
0: See how I worked it in there? I I was just marveling in the way you segued there.
1: NMTCo.com. N-M-T-E-A-C-O.com for all of your tea drinking needs. They do have uh, Harcourt's uh, Genuine Jipper tea there, which I still haven't had, um, but I hear it's blue. And uh, if you go to nmtco.com slash TV, you can uh, fill out also, you get, there's like a code, you get a discount, you can fill out our survey for when we do our game show, where we do the feuding families with questions about Star Trek. It's all there. And thank you to them for uh, sponsoring our podcast.
0: Yes. And Romulan ale is blue too, isn't it? It is. Mm, It is. But you know, that stuff is illegal. It is. Yeah. So you just have a dipper and pretend that it's Romulan ale. No one will ever know. All right. Well, we have to we have to start the podcast with uh, everybody's. It's it's fast becoming an internet sensation, Jason. This this segment, Uh, it's not. Uh, Spotting Spock, the search for
1: Spock. You know, I had a moment where I thought we might see Spock, but we did not see Spock.
0: No, it was it was a fake out. Spock does not appear in this episode. Spock shuttle does appear in this episode spock is not on it no no so this is so this is season two episode five i should
1: say saints of imperfection oh written that'd... by Kristen byer um scott i'm gonna give i'm gonna spoil it huh. i like this episode oh jason i liked it I a like lot this... i think this is the best episode of star trek discovery uh, uh of the both seasons yes yes i do <laughs> yes i do i think this is their best episode i think and, and i i saw somebody on uh, the internet say this show keeps getting better and better and i i said well i didn't like episode three or four as much but uh, yeah <laughs> but yes this episode five i loved it i thought it was great uh
0: i thought it was good too i i don't know if i thought it was the best episode of star trek discovery ever uh but, but i would be hard-pressed to think of which one it was so um i'm not going to disagree okay all right. No, but I just, I, I have very positive
1: feelings about it. I was, uh, I was uh, tense, really tense through a lot of it. Part of that is because oh. I hate to be late for things. And this episode features a very, very long time where Saru is basically saying, you must go immediately <laughs> or everybody dies and nobody listens to him.
0: I did notice that because at the, at the pivotal <sighs> moments, they get, Saru says, Burnham, and it's now... Uh, you got to do it now, and then she says. She turns to her her friends and says, "All right, it's now or never." And then, like twenty minutes go yeah. by. Yeah, and you think do you really understand what the phrase "now or never" means? Maybe, maybe Burnham knows
1: like. Saru's secret word for when it's really time to go. It's uh, like accurate. a certain phrase that they know is the right phrase to use. She right. she can tell maybe in his tone of voice, something like that. But uh, yeah, it, it is. It's TV. It's TV time. It's like when people are defusing a bomb and it's ten seconds, and then like mm-hmm. thirty seconds go by and they cut back <laughs> and it's six seconds. Like it's like that. The time the time is is dilated as uh, the exciting thing with where they're uh, in danger. Uh, but uh, but that's okay. Right? It just it just it was very. Uh, tense. That, that that part especially is very tense for me.
0: Yeah, and this episode has a couple of fake outs, right? It has the, oh, we caught Spock, but oh no, Spock's not on here. And then oh, people and it, have watched this episode already, so we're not yeah. going to spoil anything, and it. And Giorgio
1: is on there instead, which I was not expecting
0: and thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting Spock to be on it. I was pretty sure he was not going to be in there. Uh, I did not know who was going to be in there, but I was pleased that it was Giorgio.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was good. So then we end up with uh, one of the through lines in this episode which is Giorgio and her boss and tyler are section 31 and they have been tasked by somebody to you know basically to bring back spock or to get spock and uh, that of course puts them in in direct opposition to what burnham and pike are doing where they want to get to spock before basically people who don't understand him and might not listen to (laughs) his side of the story get to him and so they then you end up with uh with pike and his uh his buddy whose name escapes me now but the the section 31 guy. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. with Leland. Leland that's it sure. Um they they get <laughs> they get they get grumpy toward each other and then and then basically in a very nice uh, appearance that I didn't see coming, Admiral mm-hmm. Cornwell appears and basically yeah. says, uh, boys, be nice.
0: <laughs> get along. You're both working together, sort it out."
1: Yeah, which I really like where she's just like just cut the crap. And she doesn't say crap and uh, no. get along. And they're like, "All
0: right, okay, fine, fine. fine. Yes, because she's like, you know, Captain Pike. Yes, Section Thirty One isn't uh, the shining beacon that you want it to be. And Leland, uh, Captain Pike, is annoying because he has ethics. But you yeah. gotta work together. <laughs> yep, yep.
1: And they're yeah. like, "Okay, I guess we will." Yeah,
0: yeah. So that that's a that's a little uh, a little through
1: line, and it includes Georgiou on the uh, on the discovery with. Um, Pike, and uh, it's that line that they're walking where she is uh, theoretically Captain Philippa Georgiou (laughs) and just has transferred to Section 31 after the war, whereas... Um, we know and Burnham knows that she's actually the mirror universe emperor um, but Pike doesn't and Mm -hmm. it's classified and she's not supposed to say anything and so we get uh, I think some really great interactions so we really we get more of the emperor and Burnham where Mm -hmm. there's this fascinating um, it actually reminded me a lot of another show that I love that just ended called Counterpart where you end up with like a relationship between two people but neither of them are the actual one of the other person. They're the duplicate. They're the mm-hmm. uh, a parallel universe version. And it's a fascinating dynamic, right? Because uh, Burnham is like trying to deal with her feelings about the captain who she loved and uh respected and was her mentor and trying to also remember that this isn't like evil emperor <laughs> from her. a Star Empire. And for our Giorgio side, like when when Burnham gets um rate at one point she's like ah that's the burnham i know not this vulcan human <laughs> whatever I, I i like the the fiery one and you're reminded that you know she loves her universe as michael burnham uh, but and this is not the right one either and i love that i love how much you can see these relationships that they both have with the wrong version of one another and it's fascinating i love it
0: And I love that part as well when uh, she said that to Burnham and you could see Burnham's reaction of like, oh, I don't want to be the mirror universe Burnham. I don't want that part to come out at all. It's not good. No, it's not not, not good. Mirror universe Burnham.
1: But but also, you know, she can't tell... Uh, Pike and so Pike is like, What is her deal? Yeah, that is not is like, at all the Giorgio I know, and she's like, mm, Yeah, she's changed, the worst changed
0: everyone. Yes, in this case, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, I did like the fact that Pike, uh, I like Pike a lot, uh, and I liked him. Them- a lot in this episode. He has I think Georgiou and Pike both have uh, a ton of my favorite lines in this episode. They both say very funny things mm-hmm. that are appropriate uh, and I like the way he reacts to Georgiou. He's like, you know, we went to, uh, he tells a little story about their Starfleet days and how she would drink everyone under the, the table, but in by two weeks she knew all the regulations and he was like, she was like, is that your way of asking why I didn't answer your hail? Uh, and he was like, uh, "Yeah." You yes. Well, no,
1: it's, it's more than that. He's like, stop answering questions with questions you're not answering uh, yes. my questions and she continues <laughs> to not answer his questions it's amazing right and he's just like, like oh, what wow. mm. it's great i'm it's the great. captain of the
0: ship someone and, answer my questions
1: and, and i think fe- i feel like a uh subtle but ongoing story arc in this season is what is Giorgio up to right because she i mean l- let's let's be honest she is the emperor of the you know of the of the Star Empire or whatever the in, the, Empire. in the Terran Empire yeah um you know is she just like hanging out and glad she's (laughs) glad she's got a new job where I mean actually I would love to see a scene where she says you know I know you think that I'm plotting something but actually I'm really happy to not have people trying to kill me right now like not every I mean people are still trying to kill me don't get me wrong but it's just part of my job and not like every single other person in the universe is trying to kill me Uh, it's kind of a nice vacation I kind (laughs) of want that scene where she's like you know Michael actually I was emperor for a long time and it was super stressful and now I just get to run around messing up your universe it's awesome like i I i'd be willing to see that but i i don't believe it i think she is up to something no good she is
0: and there, there was a when later in the episode she's on the section 31 ship and uh leland who commands the ship doesn't want to help discovery and she basically uh blackmails him uh you you becomes clear that oh that's right she's the emperor she's also she's doing what she's been supposed to do which is you know do covert operations but she's also you know breaking into databases and hacking things so right. that she can have a bunch of information to use uh when she wants to get her own way uh because Leland there's a great scene and Leland says she says oh I'm going to turn off the regulators or whatever so we can get three more minutes and he says you know you're not in charge on the <laughs> ship right <Ryan.">
1: and she <laughs> you know, kind of she... shrugs like hmm, you know we'll see <laughs> like because <laughs> I, right. I think I think she is whether she is It doesn't matter, right? She's used to being in charge, and she she acts like she is in charge, and that means she basically is in charge, (laughs) I think.
0: And she she knows how to... You know she's from the mirror universe, so the section thirty-one is the section of Starfleet that you know they don't really talk about. Except apparently in this universe, everybody knows about it. Uh, yeah,
1: which I'm but, okay with. I think I think one of the producers said that there. What happens is that later on in this timeline, before Deep Space Nine, something happens that requires Section Thirty-One to basically become completely covert, and they they basically declare that it's been shut down, but it actually hasn't been. But in this era, um, people, especially in Discovery, which was a classified secret ship of its own with the spore drive that they would they would know and they had they had black badge people aboard before and so it's not they're not going to make a big deal about it.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I I am, I could imagine there is going to be possibly... Oh, I think we're pretty sure that there's going to be a Captain Georgiou Section 31 show.
1: Yeah, they're developing... A Kristen, is it Kristen Byer doing it? I think maybe the writer of this episode. They are developing that. It, it isn't greenlit yet, but they're working, I think, in the gap here between seasons, because they produced this whole season. Um, the, they are writing a you know a, a pilot and trying to decide basically how they would do it but apparently that show would come after the third season of discovery i think they said uh-huh. so it's it's a ways off but they are seriously considering it which is the one reason that i believe that ultimately maybe giorgio will would just say um being a space spy and running around is way more fun than being the <laughs> emperor i think i'll i think i'll stay here and have my own show instead that's
0: right and my point is that perhaps in that episode uh in that series we could explore that uh you know at some point People find out that oh, by the way, uh, Section Thirty-One, you know, it was doing all this stuff, and they employed, unbeknownst to them, a mirror universe counterpart. Yeah, uh, which is not great. And so that's when perhaps everyone uh, says, "Well, maybe we don't need Section Thirty-One anymore." Maybe
1: so. Maybe so. Who but knows? But, but uh, I'm not a TV writer. But that's yeah. not in this episode. I don't know. It's good. It's good though. It's fun. Uh, I am so happy cause I was so sad that they got Michelle Yeo, and then that she was gone after two episodes of discovery last season. And it was such a, and they, they had her in a hologram and a flashback and all of that. But, um, mm-hmm. But then she, you know, with the mirror version, like, I'm so glad that that we continue to see her because she is great. And as Jeez. nice and friendly as Captain it was, <laughs> um, she's kind of boring. She's just a captain. And I think it's more interesting for Michelle Yeoh to be this uh, feisty, uh, rule-breaking, troublemaker <laughs> kind of character. It's a lot of fun for her.
0: Yes. And that's she had a lot of great interactions uh, when, you know, she said, I'm chasing after Spock, who actually doesn't say Spock. She says, I'm chasing a Starfleet officer who's accused of murder, multiple murders. Uh, And uh, Burnham says he didn't do it. Uh, And her response is the innocent don't run to which Burnham says, well, you ran from us. And Captain George, who says, exactly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yes. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. So that's great. Great stuff. Great stuff. Loved it.
0: Uh, and before we we close the the book on talking about Section Thirty One, I just want to give a shout out to their lovely technology. They have a, a ship that apparently can holographically turn itself into things. Yeah, it doesn't like. cloak so much as
1: like it can turn itself into like an
0: asteroid. Like do 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 just an asteroid here. No, don't, but don't, don't pay attention to yeah, me. Nope, it's fine. Uh, Why and, is that asteroid following
1: us? <laughs> and there's that moment, and I think it it, it had its effect on all star trek fans who are watching there's that Mm -hmm. moment where tyler taps his badge to communicate with his ship and you're like oh that's fine and then immediately pike and the timing is perfect pike's like what did you just do to your badge which is (laughs) which is hanging a lantern on it which is like well wait a second they've got the next generation communicator
0: badges nobody else does but they do that that made Mm -hmm. me laugh that was so great yes i love that that was why i wanted to bring up their technology because i enjoyed that moment so much uh and and this episode really has two kind of things right it's everything that's not in the mycelial network which is section 31 georgie is looking for spock everybody now has to work together to find spock uh and then we hop into uh which is the bulk of this episode right the mycelial network and tilly uh from the last episode tilly was abducted uh, into the mycelial network. Right. I suppose there was a question of, is she dead or not? Yeah, but I, I think we all knew that she wasn't, yeah, I but the liked, characters didn't.
1: I liked that, right? I liked that their immediate response was not, oh, she's obviously been transported. It was, ha- did she go somewhere else or did she just get dissolved? <laughs> like, And they have to, to figure out. that out. And mm-hmm. of course, the reason they have to do that is because they have to make this whole thing about how Tilly's DNA, blah, 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 so that they can call that back at the very end. Right. But um, but I did like that there, that. Bernie especially is really distressed about Tilly and it gets you that moment where Stamets kind of like figures out I think we can do this and they have this this harebrained scheme to like put the (laughs) discovery (laughs) half in and half out of the jump in black alert which I liked the callback to their sister ship because they pointed out that the danger in doing this is what happened to that sister ship that they went Mm -hmm. to in like the the third or fourth episode last season twisted up yeah, with a glen where everybody is uh, all all dead and twisted around and stuff. And so not that's good. the threat is you got to stay on this side of that bubble on the ship. Everybody get on the one side of the ship because the <laughs> other right. side of the ship is going to be in uh, in the mycelia space.
0: Yes, I like uh, when they're explaining this uh, plan to Captain Pike, he is he is not on board with it. Mm-hmm. He says, I do not like this plan. Yeah. Uh, but he does it anyway because, and I think this is, uh, we, we talk... A lot about in season two how we think they are addressing some of uh, people's concerns in season one about how it didn't feel perhaps Star Treky enough because we had basically an evil captain who wasn't doing Starfleety things, uh, and Captain Pike is the complete opposite, and he says he basically says Starfleet is a promise we will keep our promises. There are a lot of promises kept in this episode. Uh, And I think a theme of this whole season is this promise of, right, you know, uh, Burnham's relationship with Spock and all of that stuff. Uh, But anyway, his point, he says, we're going to get Tilly out because even though this is a harebrained scheme that I don't think is going to work, we're going to give it a try because Tilly would do the same for us. And and Starfleet's a promise. And it was very uplifting and I liked it. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. They they go in and get her. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's a a mission. And meanwhile, we do see
1: that Tilly is in the mycelial network talking to may who is actually Mm -hmm. a mycelial life form and and she's giving like explaining that they've had all this trouble and the uh you know there's a monster that she needs to kill because uh it is taking this poisonous bark and it's and it's killing everybody um and i so here's here's the thing about this. sometimes people say, "Oh well, I figured out what was going to happen in the episode really early <laughs> on." David Lord does that a lot and it, it he like does. you know he's he's a writer and he thinks about plots all the time i don't do it that much um but I just wanted to put a a shout out for the idea that sometimes you can figure out what's going to happen and still really enjoy the episode because the moment may mentions that there's a monster in the mycelial network i'm like oh it's hugh culper that's how they're bringing him back they're going to bring him back that way and then about 10 seconds before he steps through the little portal and finds out that he can't go through the portal i thought oh what if he can't go through the portal they'll have to use that pod thing instead and that's exactly what happens it doesn't matter i mean i just i saw it coming a mile away but it didn't my point is it didn't matter that i saw it coming. Um, so even if you did figure out, I think that it, it's Culber, I don't, it don't, doesn't really change, uh, my appreciation of the episode, but you know, the idea is there's a mystery to be solved and there's a monster and Tilly is mm-hmm. the, is the one to do it. And, uh, I think May knows that it's basically one of her kind who's doing this, uh, which is why she needs Tilly to, to do this. Um, but it is funny cause then, you know, when they're like on their little hunt for the monster, when the half, the discovery shows up Just- <laughs> and they all and- run on board, which is pretty funny.
0: I, I The moment when the Discovery shows up, I like Tilly's reaction of, oh, that's probably for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. It is for you. Tilly. It's good. They're, they're coming to get you. Uh, yeah. And I like I mean, I did not figure out that the monster was Hugh until they showed it was him. And I was like, oh, I know who that is. Uh, I did guess that the portal would not work for him, but that scene was still very uh affecting to yeah. me because it was uh, Stamets you could see the pain in Stamets like he's like I finally I found you I'm not going to lose you again and then uh and I did think so this is where it twisted around I thought that uh Hugh was going to um sacrifice himself Mm. and that he wouldn't come back uh but that's not what happened and i'm i prefer what they did because i thought it'd be mean to make stamets basically watch uh his uh partner die twice which which stamets says right (laughs) yes don't make me do that i don't want to do that uh, and and Culver says, well, don't make me, you know, there are a million reasons to love you, which I thought was a very nice scene. Uh, and he says one of them is that, you know, my reason is because you respect life so much. So don't make me don't loo- make me lose that by you staying here, basically. And we'll cover ourselves in tree bark and live forever killing mycelial network people, uh-huh. uh, which doesn't seem like a great long term plan. And that's not what they do anyway. Yeah, we We get Culver back on the ship. Yeah, he well, comes hooray. out of the
1: pod and the pod, like, disintegrates, which is a kind of a neat scene. And he's all, um,. Uh he's all like scraggly and hairy in the mycelial network but um when he he's reconstituted because remember he's being kind of reconstituted out of out of DNA from our universe I don't know if that means that he's like Tilly's clone now or what but um <laughs> but I I didn't mind that because it's it's like his hair is really short and he has no he has no scruff on his face at all and I thought I was like yeah they just made this body for him like yeah, they can it's, make it look like whatever. You yeah want it's I not suppose. it's not the uh it's not it's not the old one that, you know, that was not a real body. I mean, I, I think it also addresses the issue with the fact that, like, how does somebody die and have a dead body and then also be alive? And the answer is because we reconstituted him out mm-hmm. of this pod uh, from his, his 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 mind, his soul, his whatever essence yeah. that was transferred to the network. And that is a nice explanation for how it could be that he could die and, and still have a body to be to walk yes. around in.
0: I don't know. The reason that I don't know if this is my favorite episode, uh, although I do think it's a very good episode, is I, I don't know if I really like the whole. hughes essence somehow gets transferred into my the mycelial network. It, it, that I, mean, I think It works
1: pretty fast, right? Like like Stamets yeah. is like, well, you know, it's a thing where I was thinking of him and I was jumping and I must have you know d- whatever. <laughs> it's like okay, I guess. Like again, it feels more to me like they. Um, they super regretted killing him and wanted to bring him back is really. That's yes. I think think that was it.
0: To be clear, I am happy to have the character back. I like the character. So I think it's a good decision. I just, I don't know if I was on board with the, the plot Mechanations and it's super fast there.
1: like literally it's just like a couple of lines of techno babble to explain that uh it's fine he was don't, he was in it. it i was thinking about him a lot in when i was in the network and therefore that worked. and there's a tear and then yeah. some
0: flash of light <laughs> i don't know there it, you go all, all
1: i know is that if i were if i was culver i wouldn't eat any mushrooms now because <laughs> it's like and capitalism
0: also- that's true but then this this little thing is like has huge repercussions because then does this give us proof that there is a soul of some sort in in people right so we now have uh their consciousness we can somehow capture people's consciousnesses and uh, transfer them into the network
1: um who's to say this isn't the same technology used by um what sargon Oh right! That's in true. that ep- remember that original series episode where they had people's souls in little glass ba- balls. Well, they're mm-hmm. big. They're kind of big, like basketball soul basketballs. But uh, <laughs> you need
0: the, to give the room the soul some room
1: to but, breathe. But Star Trek has had that idea of, of of that. So I think the idea that your essence, your you know your your whether you call it a soul or whether you call it just your your mental essence, your your intelligence, your your, your, your personality get could get transferred somewhere. And then in this case, because Stamets is so tied into the network, it got transferred again there's it's hand wavy but it's fine i I, I went with it because the the goal here is to have some stakes and bring Culber back and Mm -hmm. they did like they had stakes um that Mm, went on for a very long time saru i was waiting for saru to be like doing a crossword (laughs) puzzle or something up there like burnham i'm a 23 down you really need to uh (laughs) step through
0: the portal now yes uh and and to your point when you said that you had you, you figured out the the kind of the the twists uh ahead of time even though i don't particularly like that piece of it uh it's still the, the episodes still work for me and i've still found the scenes of you know reuniting to be effective so yeah uh it's just a minor quibble yeah don't no. send me emails
1: no i think it, i think that was really good um uh oh we didn't mention i want to i want to go back for a second to tyler uh so oh, tyler is yes. tyler gets kind of personally assigned uh first off pike does the thing where he's like you know liaison protocol you have to stay on the bridge which <laughs> i thought was really good and i don't know whether mm-hmm. that's pike realizing that you know the murderer of the guy who just got resurrected <laughs> should not be invited <laughs> should, to the, the party um yes. that obviously is going to have some fallout which i think is
0: fine oh, um, and that's why i yeah. like that that when Stamus is on the bridge telling everybody his plan and then ash comes on the bridge you see he kind of for a moment he skips a beat and and he's like oh boy Uh, but I like the fact that they didn't kind of draw that out because it's complicated right because Burnham and Pike have that scene where Pike is like he killed one of my the officers of the ship and she says no he didn't that was vogue ash tyler's a good man and pike is like i don't know yeah yeah
1: yeah and and he treats him with suspicion not just because of uh of section 31 i think but because of that and i think that's good like pike is like look i didn't see season one i don't trust this guy (laughs) and i think that's an appropriate response and i think i think so there's gonna have to be a scene between um uh, between uh culber and uh tyler right like Mm -hmm. there's gonna have to be some sort of conversation there because it's like hey so um i kind of killed you but you're not dead anymore and it wasn't me kind of that's right and they're gonna have to have a little talk about that but i like i like that that is happening in the background where they don't they don't really address Mm -hmm. it other than that look from culber to tyler but i like that it's there that he is um uh, gonna gonna be on the bridge and around (sighs) and gonna be an a, a part of this storyline and uh that will lead to some some complications i think that's good
0: yes and i do like the dynamic uh, between pike and um, um tyler when tyler is talk try to talk to leland and pike says uh you do not speak on my bridge until you're spoken to yeah and i was like oh man pike does not like you uh so yeah so watch he, out.
1: he's gonna be he's gonna get he's get gonna, a haircut, gonna cite, re- cite uh regulations yeah get a shave and a haircut guy that's right go through go through a, the, go, go through a pod the transpor-
0: yeah yeah.
1: Well, yeah yeah scott you're talking about the proof that there's a soul i think you left out the most important point which
0: is like you can use a pod to get a haircut and a shave <laughs> maybe me- i did think about that as you were talking can you so when in a normal transporter they just reconstitute you so could you do people well we know mott on the enterprise d is a barber so i guess people don't just go through the transporter for hair i think that would be wasteful but i think it
1: unlimited would, energy i think it would be wasteful to like to have just O'Brien transport transport your hair your excess <laughs> hair away
0: I transporter think, chief slash barber
1: yeah something like that yeah mr I, mott <laughs> energized, mr mott <laughs>
0: that's right um, maybe that's how maybe picard
1: not. became bald it could be it could be just mm-hmm. a, it was a
0: horrible See? transporter accident <laughs> he lost his hair Oh, man, it's not good. Uh, and yeah, w- there was one thing I wanted to talk about that I didn't think we talked about, but I can't remember what it was, so maybe we uh, covered it. <sighs> maybe so. Tyler is here. Oh, I, I did want to say that I think, hopefully, as we talked about in the the Klingon episode, uh, which was what, Point of Light? Was that the Klingon episode? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the Klingon episode exists mostly so that we could get to this point with Ash, Tyler, on the Discovery and we do not have to go visit the klingons again but who who knows maybe we'll visit klingons again
1: they might they might be relevant later on oh oh that's actually something that i want to talk about um i do think you're right that this was like we, they want tyler in the 31 storyline and not in the klingon mm-hmm. storyline so they need to go get him and they have a reason for him to be there and now maybe we won't see the klingons for a while or they'll be just minor but they're not going to be like part of the big storyline let's hope because i i like enough klingons for a while um i wanted to do my um My conspiracy check-in about the Red Angels, though, Mm -hmm. because I I mentioned you did two weeks ago your own
0: horn here i think
1: yes i i uh i mentioned or a couple, shoot off your own my own <laughs> phaser yeah it's a type three phaser because mm-hmm. it's more strong than one or two i guess that's why it's called three mm-hmm. um the uh the tachyons from the oh, red yes. angel appearance or the red beacon appearance are are a suggestion that it could be time travel it could also mm-hmm. be something else but when when they said time travel i was like ha ha <laughs> gotcha Because I still think the fact that they're focused on Spock says something about Spock's importance. I mean, I suppose it could be something about... But it's like Spock when he was a kid, right? Like, Spock Mm -hmm. when he was a kid, was there any relevance to him at that point? He's just some kid. But he grows up to be super important. And so that's why I think there's a tie with Spock. I think ultimately, uh, these Red Angels are going to be time travelers from somewhere who you know and i don't know the story we, we i don't think we have enough information but that it's something relevant about mr spock um that they have to protect him because they need him to be to reach a certain point in time or something like that oh. so, so this could
0: be perhaps these are because uh, you know, Star Trek loves their aliens. Maybe these are some kind of uh, like uh, tachyon-based aliens who do not experience time in the same it way. They could be, do. although that's so a lot tra-
1: like the like the mycelial aliens. <laughs> know,
0: so. That's true, and also a lot like the prophets from Deep <laughs> yeah, Space Nine. Yeah, so yeah. I was thinking it might not. actually
1: be a you know a a, a like a time you know protection gear or something like that that they're literally this is how they project themselves back in time and it's and they're actually just you know people but oh, they're using they're using this and it, it, the red you know red angel thing is just a side effect of them trying to do it then then again remember they also saved those people from uh from the war from the world mm-hmm. war 3 bombing and move them to and another planet them. so there's a plan like the the red angels are doing something and um and and have a plan and i hope we see in the in the greatest of uh of plans the one when we love it where it comes together sorry that's there's a team ha- trying to happen there uh i hope i hope it does all come together later on that th- there's going to be a nice reveal of what they are trying to do um and but i think maybe they've now that they played that card maybe
0: it's time travel maybe i did enjoy that scene because uh Leland says oh it must be time travel and pike is like Pff. It could be or transporters it could be transporter cloaking devices yeah. uh and uh what's her face admiral oh, I uh, cornwell name. i was gonna say cartwright but that's not right no cornwell that's right uh is like you could both be right or both be wrong yes. i don't know but just figure it out yeah also it's time travel it's totally
1: i i yeah i i had to shout over sure was i was also. shouting over pike They're like no it's time travel it's totally time travel i called it i called it <laughs>
0: We'll I think you're right, Jason. I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, and, and I think it is cuz why would Baby Spock know about these red right? angels That's if very, it wasn't time? It's very Star Trek. Like I
1: mean and it could be something not quite as advanced. It could literally be that something is ha- some aliens somewhere need need Spock's help this season. And mm-hmm. they've been communicating with him all this time just to set him up to do what he needs to do. Right, they've been putting
0: The pieces in place, and somehow it's all going to be related. So it
1: doesn't have to be future time travel. It could be that some aliens in the present have used this, have have set Spock up to be in the right place at the right time for what they're doing right now in order to get what
0: they need. That's that's also just just as possible. And I think it's true because Spock, we know Spock. We don't know this Spock, and that's what the producers have said, right? Like, we don't know this version of Spock or this time period of Spock. We know uh, the original series Spock on, uh, so that, but what made him that Spock, and we're assuming that this experience of course added to that uh and but we are pretty sure and everyone who knows spock in this time frame knows that he wouldn't kill three starfleet officers uh so yeah. something is happening
1: right uh, I-, I wonder about the circumstances of that that's one of the great mysteries mm-hmm. is he killed his th- his doctors it says at the mental institution that he checked himself
0: into right. which seems not so spock-like to me
1: no which makes me wonder if again there's there's something else going on here but that is that is really interesting because it does not sound like they're gonna find spock and he's gonna be like well i had to kill them right <laughs> that's not going to happen so what what is it and is the red angel involved in that maybe you know maybe that's what's going on there i don't i don't know maybe the red angel appears and says yeah they were bad they're bad doctors <laughs> they deserve to die you had to kill
0: them kill them Red rum. <laughs> maybe not Well, that's why they're the angels are red because they're covered
1: in the in blood of mm-hmm. innocence mm-hmm could be could be probably not doesn't i'll put, sound I'll put you down for me.
0: that one yeah it does not okay that's that's my conspiracy theory yes right. that the the blood red angels, angels are, from yeah, the they're future blood they're time traveling serial killers mm. uh, and they're trying to seduce spock to their uh so team. they
1: so they can take a soul and put it in a basketball
0: exactly it's it's very clear jason i don't know why i have to keep explaining yeah it. you're right you're right i should have listened <laughs> Uh, Was there anything else you wanted to touch on on this episode overall? I do think this is... I know you think it's the best episode of Discovery. I think it is one of the best episodes. Right, I'm still yeah, not going to say it's the best. You don't have
1: to but... come over all the way. I, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought they did a good job. Um, it gave me all the things that I want from an, a science fiction adventure show and from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It felt very Star Trekky. Again, this season they have made a real effort to make it feel Star Trekky, and not just in making references. Although there, yes, there's a reference to Cestus Three, and and there's a reference to the Denova Colony, and like all these. TOS references that are in there which is great but it also feels Star Trek-y in things like Pike's speech about mm-hmm. how they're going to go save Tilly in the, the like the wacky thing about a spaceship cut in two in two different universes in order to which is great it, it, like and and that the people are on one side and it, and it keeps getting closer to them and so there's some peril as mm-hmm. to like the swimming pool water keeps rising on the one side like <laughs> and they're all at an angle I like how they yeah, shine everything at an angle it's it's really it's good it's like that's, that's, uh, that's, that's good stuff they did a really 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 good job with this episode so i uh i am very happy about it it doesn't have to be your favorite but i think it's um it's actually made me really enthusiastic for where they're going like i feel like four episodes in now um it's or five episodes in it's pretty clear that they have really kind of uh addressed directly the issues that um I think a lot of fans had with the first season being feeling a little bit weird and not quite mm-hmm. like Star Trek in some cases. I like the first season, but I get like with an evil captain and a war and stuff like that, that they, they feel like they need to earn back some uh, some uh, Star Trek points from, from
0: the viewers. And I think they have i agree and i will say once again that i think that uh this is the best looking star trek series we've ever seen uh this episode looks beautiful uh kudos really did. to them uh the scene i mean i like the i see a little network it looks alien and and glowy, that's enjoyable and seeing the the discovery half in and half out looks very cool uh and i will also say that uh i had another thought that has left my mind so i'm oh. not gonna say it i i think it's uh
1: nmtco.com slash tv is oh, what you yes. wanted to say because that is the new mexico tea company is sponsoring this episode well done
0: buy some tea people uh you'll like it or not just buy it <laughs> <laughs> all right well there you go jason do you think oh i have one last question okay 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 so this is uh the 6th episode out of 14 this is of no, this two. is the 5th episode right oh fifth this is episode. the 5th episode that's right I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself i'm yeah. looking at a, an episode listing and i misread right. uh, the 6th episode is called the sounds of thunder which we haven't seen yet uh, it's going to be, be that the,
1: the, according to the trailer and for those who don't watch i guess cover your ears for a moment that they're going to directly address what's going on with saru and his people rather than yes. leaving that to to spool out at a later time they're like no we're going to do it right now apparently so great we're great find out I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but my question is, how long will it be
0: until we see Spock?
1: I am... I, I forget what I predicted at the end of the last
0: uh, time. Episode 14. That's my prediction. No,
1: no. I think my prediction was something like at the at the very end of episode seven, maybe? I, I think that is what you said. And then, and then, you know, but we'll only find him at the very end, and maybe he won't even say anything. And then at the beginning of episode eight, it's all about that. And that allows them to have the surprise cliffhanger of like, oh, it's Spock! And then promo the heck out of Spock appearing the following week. Yes, so I'm I am gonna, that's right. like, smack in the middle episode, uh, at the end of episode seven. So, so, yes.
0: And then I, I feel like it's gonna end with, uh, like, a tight shot of Spock's face, and he's about to say something, and then it'll be to be continued.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, or he'll say something like, um, I didn't expect to see my sister here something like that oh, right yes and' be like, I have nothing <gasps> and then that's it or, you know. I have nothing to say to you yeah that's right that's right <laughs> I will speak only to Pike yeah <laughs>